Okay. So let us do, so the show tonight is called How to Choose a Profession. Okay. And basically, it's a sugya, Kedushin Pebezim and Aleph. It's the last mission on Kedushin that basically talks about a few different Tana and weigh in on different criteria involved in a job that one should pick or a job which a father should teach his child. And that's there's a very discussion about that. That's one of the things a father can marry off his kids, teach him a profession or whatever. It's like talking about different pros and cons, criteria for or against different professions. And, you know, some of the things are, you know, professions like one of the professions talks about as being a blood letter, which we don't really have nowadays, but you know, there's parallels. In so that's gonna be the questions like what it's interesting in his own right, it's interesting in Klalem, and it's interesting to think about like how it's practical and theoretical and conceptual, and you know, and it involves in what profession you choose, or even within your profession, like what are the different factors to think about or how to organize your profession, things like that. Okay. So there's a lot here, and um, I don't really have a Masudic way to present it as much as just to kind of go through the Mishnah, the Gemara and you know, take up the issues as they come up. Okay, just to get our head in the area. Really. So this is, in theory, we'll see how long it takes, but in theory, this I plan to finish for three weeks. Okay, but we'll see, see how long it takes. Maybe it'll take one, maybe it'll take two, maybe it'll take two. Okay, so the Mishnah is, the basement off. Kol she'asak, second Mishnah, the Daf. Kol she'asakav im hanashim. Anyone whose uh, business, or umnasa, some say gear, so umnasa, Anyone whose business is with women, lo yisyached in hanash. He's not allowed to have yichud with women. Okay? Rashi. Right? Well, what are you thinking of, by the way, when you hear that? What's the question that comes to mind? Marina. Of course, no one could have yichud with women, right? Okay, so Rashi says, Kosha the Nashim, that the job of his profession, the work of his profession, is done with women, two women, and and the women are in need of him. Right? He's servicing women. Okay? He shouldn't have yichud with women, even with many women. Because is, um, he's like very comfortable with that. Like, Libo Gospel. Their lave or libo gaspehu, this means his lave is like comfortable with them. The kul machapas alav, and they will all cover up for him. But another man is only allowed to be with two women. He's allowed to be with three or four women. Right? The idea is that two women says it's also for a man to be with because maybe he'll sleep with both of them. But three or four, he's not saying it's too many. And they're the ones who are not involved, they're going to tell on him. So therefore, there's no Yichud with three or four women. Night is an additional, whatever, there's all the parameters. But there comes a point where it's too many women, he's not going to sit with them all. And only the ones he sits with aren't going to tell, aren't going to snitch. But the ones he doesn't are going to snitch. So therefore, there's a, there's a, you could have enough with enough women, and it will be become up there. But it's saying, this guy, if your job is with women, so they all have they all have a relationship with them. You have a relationship with all of them, and now even if you don't end up sleeping with all of them, but still they're not going to tell on you because there's you guys have a relationship, right? They trust you. You trust them. They're not going to be. They'll be hesitant to uh, tell on you, right? So therefore, the ordinary uh, limitation, right, the normal normal heter of you thought of multiple women is not going to apply to this guy, okay? So this is not quite our so yeah, but you'll see it, it becomes it in a second. It says, therefore, a person shouldn't teach, I don't know, therefore, but and the person shouldn't teach his son, Okay. You shouldn't teach your son So um, right, why? Because then they'll be involved. Well, seemingly because you're going to be all the women and then you create these uh, problem issues. And in theory, okay, it's not a yichud, but whatever. Just gets here and there. So the Gemara elaborates a little bit. So Tanra Banan, it gives some examples. It says, Kol so I'm jumping out to the Gemara now. So it says, Kol Asako Asakov Im Hanashim. 
anyone who is dealing, this is with women, suro ra, his rashi, minhago ra, his customs are bad. Karvuso ra, being close to him is bad. To involve yourself with him, that you should come to you, you should go to his house, he'll turn to you when you come to his house. It means like you don't want to be hanging out with him. Okay? You don't want to be hanging out with this guy. Someone's job is with um, with women is like a bad nature. You don't want to start hanging out with him if he's trying to get you to come to his house, whatever. No, keep your distance. Keep your distance. Even if you're a man. What? Even if you're a man. Yeah. Especially if you're a man. Yeah, especially if you're a man. Right. Hatsor, so now he gives examples. Okay. So Rashi explains these jobs. He says, Hatsorfin, Sorfe Zav, Hausla Nashim Sharon Zam Tabas. The person who's like uh, melting down gold, I guess, right? And making different types of uh, you know necklaces and nose rings and rings, right? So jewelry. Okay. Vihasarikin. Sorek begodalanashim. Someone who's like, I don't know, it's like combing clothing, women's clothing. Combing it out, cleaning it out. Manakoros. So basically women have these like grindstones or something, these handheld grindstones. And, um, you know, like the zhuzhur or whatever, like the, you know, the prostitutes or whatever. You know, what's its name? Yeah, it's called the zhuzhur. Whatever. You'll see. You'll find out. So, um, so basically they have these like hand, hand grinder that the women have. And they grind stuff for their husbands, and the they need to get cleaned from time to time. So that's the profession. You're a you know personal grindstone cleaner, okay? Or women, women are the ones who do this, okay? They are rochlem, not You sell um, makeup and uh, perfumes, right? Like a rochel, like door to door, travel, sell, sell this. Uh, Jewelry and uh, not jewelry, like adornments, makeup, spices, right? Okay, perfumes. That's a parent. It's interesting. Barber. Why a barber? Not a hair salon or whatever. Interesting. The women need it because they're kids. You're the barber. You bring all the little kids. So it doesn't mean you're cutting women's hair, I guess. It means you're cutting little boys' hair or whatever, kids' hair, right? And the women are going to come. And it smooths away with you while you're cutting the hair with the little kids. Right? It's interesting, right? Like, what, are the, what do you do while you're cutting the hair? I mean, she's just hanging out with you the whole time while you're cutting the, while you're doing the little haircut. Okay. Vehagara, Uman, Hamak is dumb. So you're a bloodletter. I'll shame some They call them Gara, diminisher. The diminisher. They diminish the blood. Okay. Okay. Maybe they used to call it blood diminishing, not bloodletting, but whatever. Okay. So I guess I guess that means because you do it for women. And I guess you have to sit there for however long in order to uh, whatever. And about Borski. So you're like tanning the hides for them to wear and to put it with clothing and shoes. We have Balan, you heat up the bathhouses. Right? So I guess women's bathhouses or you know. And women, okay. So these are basically professions which are, I guess, not good. And then it says, You can't even, someone who has these jobs, you can't make them a malach or a kohen gadol. My time, oh, why? Not because we assume they're apostle. You know, we assume these people have affairs or anything like that. Because it's like lowly, degrading. So I'm going to look down upon. Okay. So, um, so why don't we pause here? This is like one class of jobs, I guess, which is, I guess, talked down about. So any questions? Yeah. Those are two different qualities. It says that they're, they said it's um, um, and then they're and like, 
Um, I would think that there's, but those two aren't going to be the same thing. They're not correlated necessarily. Right? Yeah, but that's it. Like, I feel like, I mean, like a garbage collector right. um, is pr probably like a zero side. And, you know, uh, yeah, that's true. Like, that's that's true. Yeah, it's true. Good point. Good point. Hold on a second. Problem that brings down the halacha. He has these people you can't make a king or a kind of adult. The bloodletter or the barber or the balon, I guess it's the, the, the bathhouse heater opera, I think. Willow Borsi, maybe that was that one. I forget. Um, not because they're apostle. Since they're like a light type of a job, they're like lowly job, people make, uh, you know, is also on them. Is it dope? Make fun of them. Right. Even if they do it for one day. So it'd be like a modern day, I guess, a janitor or a garbage man or something like that, you know? But I think. They like look down in people's eyes. But is that connected? That's why I discussion. Is that connected to this woman thing? Or is that just like happens to be there correlated? The thing which involves the woman or like what right? On the surface, they're not quite the same. The problem isn't saying here about because of the women. But those are like, yeah. Okay, good question. No, it's not the same as this. Shorter list. I had like 10, I don't know how many things I have, but this only has like four things on the Romans list. Okay. But I mean, presumably it's not an exhaustive list and just, you know, some examples. I would think, yeah. Exactly. What exactly do they want? <laughs> right. I mean, someone has to do these jobs, right? <laughs> Women. Yeah, I mean, some of them are like men's jobs, though, you know? So um, it's funny because it says, look, if you look on... <laughs> If you look on Pebezim and Bez, the Rebbe addresses that a little bit, but maybe he argues, I'm not really sure. He says, Tanya, Rebbe Omer, top line. There's no job which is going to be lost from the world. Rashi. That's bottled from the world. Whether it's clean or dirty, there's a need for it. If you don't learn it, someone else is going to learn it. I mean, everyone's got to do something, right? Everything's got to be done by somebody. Certain things, which are just needs. Someone's going to have to clean those, uh, you know, or whatever, and maybe say women. But I mean, some of them are men's jobs. They're like heavy lifting or whatever, right? So, um, Fortunately, is someone who sees his parents in a, in a high-level high omnus, and woe to one who sees his parents in a low-level low one. Yeshalom, below Bosom, below Borsi. You need a world. The world can't go without having a bosun. Someone who sells the besamim and uh, the, the tanner or whatever. Ashe misha, not so bosun. The oilo, the misha, so borsi. Oh, that's opposite. It's good to be the spice guy, and it's bad to be the tanner because tanners smell bad, and the spice, the perfume guy, smelling good. This isn't on the same list as the uh, as the women jobs. This is like because their bosun was a bad one, right? He's not on the same track. But the point is, uh, we'll get to this later. My point, though, is to say that is kind of Rebbe's point, is that, look, someone's got to do these jobs, right? But, I mean, that being the case, okay, this arguably what, what the Mishnah is saying is, okay, but try not to advise your kids, uh, whatever. Yeah, now he follows the Mishnah, and someone's going to do it. And, and also, what would you say? What would you say? Is it saying Asr? No. It says surura, and the Mishnah says lo yilmod esbino. Other than not snasha, they shouldn't do it. But do you get that? Does that sound to you like a lashon of iser? Who's surura? I mean, it's just kind of fun. It's bad to hang out with them. It's bad to hang out with them. They're bad customs. You shouldn't hang out with them. But is it? Is it? Does it sound to you like it's an iser to teach your kid uh, these jobs? No, it doesn't seem that way, right? Probably not. Why is it focused on teaching your kids that job versus just like... Yeah, you're not allowed to be it. Right, it's an answer. And like it was Rebbe's point, it's true. Someone's got to do it. Is it true? Is it an answer? What's the answer? So what then is it saying? If it's not an answer, what then is it saying? Yeah, it's true. If you have that job, then you put as uh, more strict. Okay, fine. So call it good. It'll be more machmer right so why shouldn't I get the job? Get the job and I'll keep the stricter because it's a big deal. Very good. Yeah, you have yeah, okay, good. So that's what Isaac is saying. He's like, and then some people can do these jobs. But when you're picking a job for yourself or for your child or whatever, there are various factors to consider. And we're going to get into a lot of factors, but there's one of them. One of the things to consider are the pros and cons, right? You have a job, the pros and cons. Now, it's saying 
This is one factor, which is a big, which is pointing out is a big deal. The saying is, is that if you have a job with women, then you're gonna be more comfortable. So first of all, you have to have stricter help on Sichot. Okay, but that's true, but that's trying to protect yourself against the problem. But it doesn't mean it's the problem isn't there. Now you bottom line is you have this relationship with women. Your mind is with women, your interactions are with women. It's just part of your psychological reality. You're just more comfortable with other people's wives. And that's a dangerous predicament to be in. Maybe okay, your mind might be thinking about other women. It's just it's just it's a it's a special challenge on a regular basis, right? On a daily basis or whatever, you're constantly involved with the women or also to you. It is a potential to draw your energy in in ways which is, you know, the worst, at best, I guess it could be your thoughts that can be involved about them. And then at worst, it could be you'll end up uh, getting involved with them. Now, if you have to, if you have, like, and I think this is a Rebbe's point, but maybe it's true, is like, if bottom line is, if that's your profession, if you have a store and that's your family job and that's your whatever, I don't think it's saying it's also to do. It's just saying is that, this is a this is a no no. This is a negative factor. It's something which should be a something to consider. That's uh, assuming you have various jobs open to you. Then this is a factor, significant factor, I guess. About, well, don't choose this. Why would you choose this? If you have a job which you hang out with men, or you have a job that you hang out with a woman, and maybe emotionally you want to hang out with a woman. But if you think about it, you realize you're putting yourself in this on a regular basis, and it's directing your energy towards uh, areas which are to be an awful deal. And that's uh, something to consider. And I don't know if people consider this, you know, this type of a thing. I'm not so sure. You know, these jobs, maybe there are not that many jobs that are like this these days. Depends on, you know, yeah. Again, the one that's interesting, the, the, the barber one is interesting. The barber one is like you're going to be hanging out with the mothers of the kids or whatever, right? And also the, um, the bloodletting. It's like, I don't know, it's not quite like you bloodlet only for women. I guess it just means some of your patients are going to be women. So I don't know, what like a doctor. I don't know, like, in most jobs, you involve, interact with a lot of people. Maybe there it's like a one-on-one private type of a thing. I don't know, I'm not really sure, you know? Like what a dentist. I don't know, I'm not sure how these, who thinks like that, these, you know? I'm not, I just don't know the parameters of it. But I think, as again, I don't think there's any hard and fast rules. It also depends on the person. Person has to know their sexual instinct and to what degree these things, you know, like again, I think a lot of things nowadays we're desensitized to these things. Our society is very much intermixed, and casual interactions between the sexes doesn't really stimulate or as a person, but it depends on the person. I mean, some people it does. So, I mean, you have to know yourself, you have to know your situation, and you have to know, you know, the various. This is, I think, one thing to consider, which I somehow don't think people do consider, you know, but it's something, you know. Someone's going to teach girls. Well, I doubt something to think about. You know, the, you know, the, the different challenges. And you know, some people, maybe it's not a good idea. People maybe find it. Yeah, maybe if you... And even if a person is doing this job, that you see from this yichud thing, you have to be especially... Put safeguards into place. This is a halacha about yichud, but I'm sure there's various safeguards that one has to put into place. I remember I heard Rabbi Shnei was talking about uh, this year that when he taught at girls high school, he had very, very strict safeguards for himself and for the, just to be above board, that no one ever suspects you of anything. And I forget exactly, never be alone with the girl, you never, I don't know, uh, there's a whole series of different Say things. If someone complimented him, he would tell his boss. Oh yeah, someone complimented him, he would tell his boss, he would never like smile at them, I don't know, he was, he was very conscious of like, uh, of just being aware that there's, but that's totally uh, in line with this idea, it's like he, he had that job. It was a great, someone else each woman. He was very good at it. It was a great job for him and for the woman and all that. But at the same time, he acknowledged the fact that there are challenges. And, and I think that's the point. I don't think it's saying, that's why it's something awesome. I mean, you have to know a lot of different factors. And that was the, for example, that was a situation which he found himself and it was great. And then he did it very responsibly. And, and I think that's fine. It's saying they have to consider all different factors. But I think the Mishnah talks in like, an extreme way because it's pointing out don't do it you shouldn't teach your kid that. that that it's like a factor that this is a no no this is a negative but there's other factors and if you do it then you have to be aware the halachic expression is yichud but you know there are other everyone has to know their own situations and the, their own challenges and how it's going to express itself you know like for example some people i know 
People still do this, I think, but some, people, some men wear a wedding band if they work amongst women. And some wives want their husband to wear a wedding band if they work among women. This way, it's like a sign to everybody in the world. Listen, I'm married. Not available. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's, a, that's a good example of that type of a thing, you know? It's an announcement to other people that you're, that you're not available and that you're married. So that's like a type, you know? Another thing is like secretaries. I don't know. It's like a common, there's common, you know, stories of workplace types of uh, affairs with secretaries or whatever. So these are things that a person has to think of. And again, I don't know if you always could choose your profession in advance and necessarily know exactly the situations that it's going to come up. But the point is your job is like an everyday type of a thing. And if you're in a situation which have these types of challenges, you're in a precarious type of situation. You got to be aware of it and conscious of it. Sometimes it could involve choosing the profession. Other times it's going to involve after you already chose your profession, taking proper precautions. Yeah. And I don't think it's also because it's like, like that's what it says. A person who has his job can't be a king or a congado. Not because he's puzzle. It's not because we have an assumption, a chazaka, that people have this job sin. No, that's not true. So we're not saying a chazaka that people have a job sin. It's just, it's a challenge. And, but it doesn't mean like it's also, it doesn't mean there's a gazera because the overall majority of people sin in it or whatever, but it's a challenge. And it, like, you know, it says like, uh, David, uh, we say, I mean, you hope to pass them if you got them, but you don't try to avoid them. You don't want to put yourself in situations where you're constantly being uh, challenged. Right? You want to avoid those types of situations. You look, if you end up on the good side, then it's great. But, uh, you know, you want to avoid these types of things. Right? You say that every day. Right? It's a different in our society. I don't know, things are mixed and, you know, genders and all that. But I don't know. Who knows? It's, it's not clear. It's, it's something to think about. You know, maybe the... Yeah. It's something to think about. That's all I can say. Yeah. I mean, it's just as an agave, it's like it's kind of the part of the question about COVID schools, COVID camps. Like you know, these situations are, lend themselves to challenges. Now again, like Rob said, is that in his I think the other thing was that in his town, if they weren't going to have a, a school for the girls, a like school, then they weren't going to have girls working on Torah, and that was a decision he made. I think I don't know the exact answer. I said there's obviously there's various things to consider, but all things being equal, why would you want to have a situation where there's a co-ed school? That's the same type of thing. It creates challenges, which who needs, right? Who needs that? So now the Gemara says like this. So now the text of Mishnah, so it says, Remeir Omer, the Olam Yilmar, this is interesting. The Olam Yilmar Adam has been now omnus nikia vikawa. Person should always teach his son a job which is clean and light. Okay? There's various ways to interpret what that means, but for now we'll just keep it vague. A job which is clean, nikia, right, and light. And he should daven to the one who wealth and property are his. Who's that? Hashem. And daven to him, I guess that'll be successful. Why? Because there's no job that doesn't have poor people. Rich people. Because the what poverty is not from the job, nor is wealth from the job. It's all contingent on his of us. Those doesn't mean it's according to his mazel. It's supposed to his mazel, it's good luck, it's supposed to his merit, something like that. Okay. Okay, so a lot, a lot going on here, right? So again, let's just break up the points. And I'm going to tell you what I thought. But basically, first thing, the person should always teach his son a job which is Kala and Akira. You have to figure out what that means. Rashi says, it's funny, Rashi here. The first big Mara Shabbat. The Mara's going to explain this very well, what this means. You'll see, it doesn't. <laughs> Trust me, I'll show you. It doesn't really. Fine, I'll show you. Okay, I'll show you. So the Gemara says, look at the bottom. Darush bar kapra, lo'olam yomor adespano, omnusim nikivakala. Mayi, what is that? Sounds promising on the, before I flip the Amr. Mayi, what is it? Amr of Yehuda. Machata de Talmius. What does that mean? Machat Talmius. Rulaz. 
They sew stitches in like rows, shuro shuros, like rows. Like the, the rows of like a plow share that goes in like rows. So it's like a guy who knows how to like embroider things in like rows, like a plow share. That's what it means. Yeah, at the job. That's what, I, that's what she says, I think. Igmar explains it well. That's the job which is on this key on the column. Yeah, the guy who embroiders, <laughs> embroiders straight lines. Yeah. That's Kala and Nikia. Right? Kala and Nikia. But we didn't deal with that other thing about the, uh, that other question you asked. We will get back to that. But the idea that it's not, um, the, the jobs are like lowly. Remember that thing? And then yeah. we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Because I think that's one of the interpretations of Kala and Nikia that relates to that. So, so we'll get back to that. So that's what I'm saying. First, we're going to teach Kala and Nikia. This is an example. Of this super duper job, okay. Um, right? I don't understand the Rashi unless there's some other part of the Gemara, but I don't think there is. This is an example of Kalanikia. Okay, we I don't know if we have this job anymore. But, uh, you know, straight embroiders. You know, row rowly embroiders. Really so, so machines, yeah. But this is the example of somebody of a type of a job that you should teach your kid. It's umnas Kalanikia. Okay, so, so we have to see what Kala and Nikia means. So there's different interpretations. There's the Arachas or the Iri, Marsha, so I'll quote them here in a second. But basically, you have to figure out what this is. But something good, something good about these jobs are Kala and Nikia because that's part one. We'll do part one, but then just like, identify part two, but we're not going to get to that right now. Okay? But part two is why should a person do this? Because, right? One second, I've had it flow here. Oh, and he shouldn't say, and he should dive in. To the one who wealth uh, wealth is from, wealth and the property is from, because there's no homeless that doesn't have poor people and rich people, but does the job this job doesn't make you poor, that job doesn't make you rich, and it's all totally in your so therefore just not in touch, right? Hirashi, don't say in your heart, that's not a job, you can't make any money at that job, who makes money at that job? Rather, you should ask mercy for uh, the one who wealth is. Okay? Okay, so um, any, does that seem reasonable or is there any question on that? Yeah. Right. It almost sounds like it's saying that, look, who cares? Whatever your job is, it's all the same thing, ultimately. Right? Your odds of getting wealthy or rich or whatever, it doesn't really matter. Right, but I mean, is that true? Like, yeah, the guys, the cashiers make a lot of money. Whoever heard of a rich cashier? Right, like, yeah, unless you're in the lottery. And like, isn't there like a median or a mean or however, whatever measure of central tendency you want to use? Right, it's like all the okay, it's true. Maybe there are really you know poor doctors and lawyers and hedge fund managers. Maybe it's true, I guess. And maybe there are some little wealthy uh, cashiers. But I mean. That's, there's got to be a, so there's certainly a correlation between your job and your whatever. So like it just almost sounds like like there's some truth to what it's saying, but I don't know. It just sounds like a little bit extreme. Like what's the message exactly, right? So there's again there's two parts here. It's saying because of this whole thing, therefore it's appropriate to choose a kala and a kia. But and, ah, you're gonna say how can I choose kala and a kia? I don't make that much money. This is answering that question. So again, that's why I mean, there's two things we have. First, we have to figure out what is Kalanikia, what's so good about Kalanikia. Then the second part is, given that that is good for whatever reasons, then you have to deal with the money problem. And that's how he's addressing the money problem, right? You see, I mean, there's like two different issues. And I don't think we could lump them together. So uh, you might as well just take them in order. You know, yeah. I have a thought about that. Uh, the second one, actually. The second part? Yeah. Hold on. Oh, okay. okay. So what is Kalanik here, right? So there's a few interpretations. So if you look, the Aruch explained it, didn't he? I think on Aruch, basically, if you look in the, when it says the Mahta, the Talmud there, right? So there's like an Aleph. How many of you guys have that? Maybe different. I think it's a star. On it. Somewhere it's a star, somewhere it's a letter Aleph. You see on top of Pivez and Vez, do you guys have anything there? Yeah. It I says, Pirish Aruch, Erech Talmud You know what the Aruch is? Aruch's like, I don't know really that much either, but it's something like a jastro. But like, it's like written by a Rishon, I think. I think Aruch is a Rishon. 
and he has like a dictionary, if you will, and he explains different, um, he has different entries. And the Erech, Erech Talmiusa means like the entry under the word Talmiusa is what the Arach says. Mm-hmm. We, we may even have an Arach Yeshiva. Where is it? Where is it on? What? You see the star? I don't know, maybe the star yeah. goes to there. Where's you say it? it's a book called Arach. Oh. I don't know if I've ever actually seen Arach inside, but he's quoted. I mean, these are the types of ways he's quoted. Arach is, uh, you know, I don't know if he does other things, but it's like, and that's what he does. So Erech Talmiusa, it means the entry called Talmiusa. What does it mean? Nikia mi gazel. It's clean from theft. Right? That's kind of the thing that you're getting at, Isaac. Vekala de lesba chesronkes. And it's clean that it doesn't have loss of money. Which one? It's kal because. Kala, he's saying, means that it's light, means it doesn't involve theft. a loss of money. No. Uh, uh, the kio is clean from theft. Oh, it's a key. Okay. Clean from theft. It's and um, light, is light that there's not a loss of money. Meaning, just, just before we go further. So the Gemara, I'm sorry, further in the Mishnah, it takes up this castle point. Right, this one is saying, Nikia, and I think this is what Isaac is saying, that Nikia, he's saying it means clean from Gaza, right? So that, that basically, if you look further in the Gemara, where it says, jumping a little bit, but it says, Avagorian ish sadian omer, isham Avagoria. See that? It's like in the Mishnah, like 10 lines of the Mishnah. So Avagorian, uh, I don't know, man of the hunter, maybe, I don't know, the name of Avagoria said, Shouldn't teach the kid these different jobs. Be a camel driver, a donkey driver, a camel driver, a, uh, I forget what they all are. A boater, a shepherd, a merchant, like a storekeeper. Because they're like jobs of thieves. Rashi. Chamar gamal safar kedar balei kronos. These are corner corner jobs, corner guys. Balei kederos, kedars. These are all jobs of like um, of thieves. When they sleep on the roads, these are like guys who are like traveling salesmen or whatever. They drive on the donkey, on the camels. So they sleep on the roads. And then I guess when people are at night or whatever, they just go out into people's fields and just pick some food and stuff like that. Right? The Oj and the and also they basically. They make agreements with people, people hire them out, and then they change the terms. Like they just, um, you know, cheat cheat on the terms of their job or whatever, right? And what's that? Like merchants. Yeah, like merchants, that kind of thing, right? Like by low, right? Like the shepherds, they're basically a shepherd. You often go out of your field and you go to other people's fields to get some grass. And you know, animals, right? Or um, uh, they're accustomed to uh, fraud. Lahatul mayim biyayim. Tzroos bechitin. Put some water in wine. You water down the wine a little bit, so you end up selling less wine, right? Or you put rocks in wheat, little pebbles. So this way it weighs more and it's really less flour, right? Okay. So um, so basically, that's, I think, part of this idea of Omnas Kala. He's saying it's clean from theft, right? So that's, I think, your point, right? Isaac, I cut you off before. You want to elaborate? Yeah, similar to the case by the women, right? That certain professions lend themselves to theft, right? Easy, either often it's really easy to get away with it because you're out in the middle of the field somewhere or you, or maybe there's a strong um, competitive pressure. Like you're in a job where certain jobs, everyone cheats. So if you want to make a living, you're going to have to cheat. Otherwise, they're going to compete you. I can be able to compete with uh, a car salesman or I don't know, whatever job it is, to be an honest guy. Like, they're not, if everyone's cheating, then you really can't compete if you're going to charge full price because everyone's somehow cheating. And you're the one guy who isn't, so you're going to have to charge more in order to make a profit. You're going to charge more than everybody else. So, you know, unless somehow you convince everybody that you're the one honest guy, whatever. But what is like there's various jobs by their nature involve challenge. Doesn't mean everyone's a cheat. But they involve similar to the women. They involve challenges. It's not an honest living, so to speak. They, they, they naturally involve challenges. And again, every day you're gonna have the Now you could win, but you know, 
you shouldn't be so confident in yourself that you're going to. Okay, so that's that's kala, that's nikia, I means it's clean, right? They even use that like a dirty job. It's like oftentimes means like a dirty job that has like uh, it's used for monetary corruption as well for to for it's dirty. Yeah. Okay. So that's what he's learning. Kala means, right? And the other is nikia means it doesn't have chesron kiss. So what are you guys saying for that? Okay. So saying so the you guys saying is that that certain jobs like there's a difference between I guess you could say like sometimes maybe now there's like a profession and a business man. Right? Like it was a salary. Or who earns based upon uh, commissions, or based upon or an investor, or something like that, right? The guy's salary has like a stable income, right? And he doesn't look. Like, of course, the guy can lose his job, but assuming he's got a job, then he's got his job, and he's got a stable salary. But a person who's let's say in let's say a trader is maybe an extreme, like a day trader. The day trader is every day. Any one day he can make a uh, hundred grand. He can lose a hundred grand, or whatever more or less or whatever. But the point is, there's like big ups and downs. And often businesses are like that. I mean, they trade it, it could be in each one day, but in businesses, it's like that type of a thing. You're, all your merchandise could go down on a ship and then next thing you know, you're poor, right? So like there's their jobs, which are the nature of their job is that they lend themselves to big hits. Now, sometimes they also lend themselves to big ups, right? But it seems like it's advising against it. You can see a few reasons which we mentioned. One is the, re the reality of the risk. Like you might end up having no food. You might die of starvation or not have food for your family. So maybe you'll be end up, maybe you make it, maybe you won't, right? And that's, that's you know, taking a chance, right? There's, you have to seriously weigh the chance that you're not gonna make it. And the other is even if you do make it, as I was mentioning, is there's a certain stress factor in that job. Now, again, it depends on the person. Different people have different risk tolerance, and some people can handle it, some people can't. But, but psychologically, there's like an idea of yishu hadas, a person being able to be settled, you know, and to be able to learn, to be able to think, to be able to, like, have a happy life. If you're constantly anxious about making or losing money, then... It, it takes a toll on the person. Now, again, I think different people can handle this type of thing better than others. You have to know yourself. Some people could just have confidence in this, in the system, so to speak. They have a system and they know the system works. Now you can play poker, something like that. You know, you play poker and you know you win 52% of the time or whatever, some sort of thing. You know, so you might say in any given day, you might lose money, but you don't get stressed out because you know that you know the game and you end up making it. And, your mind knows that, and your emotions, some people's emotions will be able to follow. Another guy might get nervous when he loses three days in a row. But again, that, that depends on the person, to what degree you could have, you know. But there is an idea of like the, the job taking a psychological effect on you. And that's something to consider, is what is the job? And again, some people like it, and some people, you know, you can make that much more usually in those types of jobs. Business, it's like that type of thing, you can make, the guy who's earning a salary, there's no way he's going to make a million dollars next month or whatever, unless that's a salary, but like, whatever, the salary is a salary. So there's no way he's just going to get a home run. There's no such thing as a home run. It's just whatever. Maybe he'll get a bonus and get some incremental, whatever. The guy who's trading could just, I don't know, make some massive thing. So that does have a good upside, but it seems like this mission is advising, at least according to this shot, the shot is that, that the it's not worth it. It sounds like he's arguing this, right? That it's not worth it because of the again because of the potential arguably as well though because of the potential risk and even not so arguably because of the psychological strain it's going to have on the person right which again I think is depends upon the person again you can mitigate both those factors the risk depends I mean if you're good at it then you can minimize the risk and the psychological factor if you're good at being able to deal with that there are ways to work that through you know but you know, okay, the Aruch is learning Kala and Nikia, right? Okay, but they bring down here that the Meiri learns differently. Now, by the way, so I guess that job of the embroidery, I guess, you know, no one's really stealing. If the lines aren't straight, they're not straight. They're not straight, then they're straight. No one's good. You can't fake someone into thinking you crooked lines are straight lines, I guess. Right? And I guess, I guess there's not too much rest. I guess everyone needs straight lines. 
don't know if you're going to earn tons of money, but it's basically like, you know, everyone needs those things. So you're always going to, you're always going to get a business, I guess, like that. Maybe it's not a math big bang job, but it's like, you know, it's always going to, it's always going to be there. You know, so there are jobs like that. I guess it's like stay, steady, stable. What do you say? Steady yeah, steady paycheck, right? Certain jobs are steady paycheck. They may not be that much, but they're basically going to always be that. Also, things themselves aren't as valuable. So like if someone steals a bunch of your merchandise, yeah. like it's not that yeah, right. idea. Yeah, right. I can lose that much. On whatever merchandise you have on that one day, or whatever. Okay, it's something stolen. But it could be you just have a, you have a skill. It sounds like it's, I don't know what this thing is. It sounds like it's a skill. A certain type of a skill that you could master. Maybe some people aren't so good at it. And maybe it's like hard to do. So it's maybe it's desirable, but it's pretty chill. And it's like, you know, you're not going to risk losing any money. And you're not going to really lend up to stealing. It's just like an honest job, right? Okay. So that's, that's, that's the way the art is like. So what's the other ways? So one second. The Meiri. And the Fickle and the Meiri. Um, second. Yeah, okay. It says, Amel Gadel is the Miri. It shouldn't have a, a lot of toil. And it shouldn't be disgusting. Okay, so Kala, I guess, means it's not a lot of toil. And Nikia, clean, means it's not disgusting. Like sewing, sewing is not hard toil, right? Nor is it dirty, right? Totally different. Both of them are totally different than the, than the right? Okay, so let's analyze each of these, right? Different factors, right? So what should we think? First one first, I guess. Amal gadam, toil, right? Yeah. So I, th- I think it's saying right. The first one we're talking about in the kala is like toil. There's, there's a physical toil. There's certain jobs that are just very physically taxing. So an example is like, let's say construction, right? Physical manual labor, manual labor type of job, right? Not often jobs that are, you know, say, you know, from guys, but I mean, some do, depends on the, you know. But a job which has manual physical labor, it takes its toll on you long-term, Right, your long-term health, your long-term ability to walk into this and whatever. But I think even more significant, I don't know, but they're both is like the day-to-day person has works. Like your work is um, like, you know, as I'll say, uh says the person should be Mahta is the go there other ends in life and the Mlacha is a means. So ultimately you don't want your job to be your entire life. So generally your job is X hours of the day. Okay, so I guess you want to minimize that, right? As we haven't mentioned that yet, but that's obvious, I guess, right? Theory, you want to minimize the amount of hours that you're working, but whatever, when you're working, you're working. Let's say every job is nine to five. Let's say all jobs are nine to five. Okay, fine. So what are you going to do after? Before nine and after five. So if you have a job which is physically taxing, breaks down your body, it's like you come home, you're in pain, you're weak, and you're tired, and you, know, you, just, you just can't sit and learn, you're just uh, broken. It's uh, amal, the toil. It it's, it's, uh, beats you down, as opposed to, let's say, a desk job or honest, something like that. So that's um, that allows you to be able to work when you work and come home and not have to take it home with you. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, as he's saying, you know, I'm not sure that's true, but maybe amal is like a vague term. I mean, it could be it's also the psychological taxing. Certain jobs are psychologically taxing. Maybe it's because you have an annoying boss who's just breathing down your throat and like, uh, just the nature of the thing, or it's like high intensity, you know, like I think my brother said, like in, uh, in finance, it's like that. It's like you're, you're on the market and there's a lot of money moving around. And even if you have a salary, it's just like, it's a very high intensity type of job. And that takes its, that can take its toll on you, right? And so the amal may be, may be physical, but it could also be psychological, something to consider. And there are jobs which are like that. Sometimes it's the boss, sometimes it's the particular situation or whatever. And then there are jobs that are more chill, if you will, right? And those jobs, maybe they're not as exciting and high-flying, whatever, that's because you were mentioning, right? May not be so exciting and appeal to that sense of adventure, 
But at the same time, that sense of adventure oftentimes involves amal of toil, and it kind of may prevent you from being able to build into your life centered around Amadur, right? And Nikia, he's learning, means that it's not Miguna. Disgusting. That sounds a little bit like that Rama there, right? By the, uh, those jobs a person shouldn't do because they're, it's like a king or a king, they can't do it because the arms and the also like looks down at them. Right? That's like the garbage man or the janitor type of thing, it seems, right? Okay, yes, he says, well, right. And there's a psychological idea is that a person needs to have a certain, in general, different people are different, but a person needs to have a certain sense of self-confidence to be able to be God, to be able to think, to be able to serve God. Like, you know, it's like an avid, shouldn't be like a person that you shouldn't be a servant or servant. Like there's a certain dependency, loneliness, psychological sense of brokenness that prevents a person being able to be like intellectually have the strength. Like a person needs a strength of personality to be able to make decisions, to be able to feel like someone's encouraged to make a, you know, to, to learn, to think. And a person who's broken, who psychologically feels like he's lowly, like he's never free people in front of him, he's whatever. Again, some people have a strong, healthy self-esteem and some people could have managed to not care about these things and just whatever, doesn't matter to them. And there is a value to that. But I think your average person, if you have a lowly job, it's, it take, you feel lowly and you feel dirty and you feel like it prevents, it takes away your sense of humanity. You have this certainly like covered and that covered Adam, like if you if you live like an animal, you kind of feel like an animal and you make decisions like an animal. Not always, but there's like a tendency like that. And a person should have a certain self-respect. And that self-respect will prevent them, theory prevent them from sinning, keep them on a certain track, give them a certain sense of dignity. And a person, you might just say, who cares? This stuff is childish, but there's a reality to your psyche. And if you don't consider it, then it might, you know, it might affect you. So again, I guess these things exist. I don't know if these are standard jobs that a uh, average uh, person chooses, but I'm uh, in theory, you know. The personal beam is also the type of job that isn't knocking. Right. So like, not, not the, the sower, but the other one. No, no, the sower is good. Sower, it sounds like the sower is, doesn't have toil, doesn't embroiderer. They prefer to be called embroiderers, by the way. You know? And, um, <laughs> yeah. And, um, and also, it's not disgusting. It's respectable. I don't know if it's like super. It's not saying it has to be like Mechuba. Not saying it has to be, you know, Pasha. Just saying it shouldn't be the Miguna, right? Miguna. So it's a clean, you know, clean job. Nothing, right? It's not high flying. Not saying that, but just saying these are things which are negative qualities of your job. Is the again the it's like like I said, it's like the physical toil. I guess we're not saying maguna is necessary, but it could be the psychological toil of the. There's two things, I guess. The maguna could be a psychological pressure which it's going to exert on you, and we're saying also like self-esteem or that. Yeah, they're both true. Right. So um, right, there's one other shot in the Maguna that Marsha says. It's hard to read this into it, but I like what he's saying. It's true, anyways. He says, "Shagavana." What does it mean? The malacha that enables you to be able to make your Torah keva, like primary in your work. Aroi shemalacha kveda, because the hard work causes a person to make his malacha keva and his Torah aroi. I'm not sure if you mean because it's hard work, therefore maybe, I don't know, draws him in too much. I don't know, but he's saying, maybe that's what he's saying. Certain job becomes like hard work and it basically takes over your entire life. Yeah, it takes up a lot of time and energy. Yeah, right. The time and energy that you put into it is maybe is going to give you from making it secondary. Like you have to have an attitude that Torah is a secondary. But if a guy is working hard 80 hour weeks, Eighty hours weeks or you know work weeks. I mean, it, could you? Is it even possible to say that? Oh, that's still Torah and the Torah is kept. But two hours a week, I learn. Maybe it's like certain jobs. The nature of the intensity of the job is going to prevent it from being um, a Roy. The type of job you had, it's like you'll feel 
Yeah. In order to be good at successful, you have yeah. to spend a lot of time on it. Yeah. And then you have to put all your energy into right. it. Right. That's the challenge. Uh, that's the problem in jobs. It's like in order to succeed in your job, and I don't know, maybe we can talk about this more. But in order to succeed in, that, in your job, you have to work. You have to come out compete whoever else you're working with or against. I mean, if you don't do well at your job, you're not going to succeed. So to do that, it takes all your mind and your energy and uh, you, you know, take it seriously. If you don't take your job seriously, you're not going to make any money. So now you have to take it seriously, but then at the same time, not forget that it's only a means. You know, and like you're putting all your energy into it, but then you have to somehow be able to compartmentalize it and kind of think about it and realize its place in your life. I know that's a bigger discussion, but I mean, that's a challenge. It is a challenge because, you know, you just say, well, don't get an easy job, don't work. Don't work and you're not going to make any money. I mean, this is kind of what he's getting to, though. Maybe he's saying, look, don't worry about the money. That's, I mean, that's next to the next point. Saying, look, get a job that lets you learn a lot. Now you're saying you can make any money. That's the next part of the mission, right? Says, look, it's not the job that makes you rich, not the job that makes you poor. There's, there's rich people in every job that are poor people in every job. And therefore, just Avon Tashem and choose Kalan That's, I guess, what we're up to, right? So you have these different interpretations of Kalan I think we've appreciated the different value of all these different points, but there's a, generally the higher paying jobs, I would think, are the ones that aren't necessarily Kalan Depends. Some yes, some no. But it seems like that's what he's going to say. If you want to be the embroiderer, then it's Kalan by all these measures. But at the same time, they often don't pay so much. That's what further in the Mishnah is going to get into, right? But how do you think about the money issue, right? Okay, okay. So, so that's why, by the way, the Rambam said that the king of the Kohen Gadol, people look down at them, and that's just, I think, they're in a covenant of Israel, Sipor, is that you can't appoint the king who people look down at. So that's not, this is in terms of you and your psyche. That's, I think, in terms of the way people look at it, which also affects you and your psyche, but that's just in a covenant of Israel that our leaders, it, it degrades Kalyisrael if our leaders are these uh, guys who are associated with these lowly professions. Right? That is the problem.